Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. Um, and sending a big happy birthday to my beloved husband, Grant, who never listens to the podcast, but just putting it out there in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> what day is his actual, his birth? It's today. Oh, that's it's exciting. Today. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. Have we ever figured out, before, do I just forget this every year that our husband's birthday are so close because Jax was on Sunday? I know. I think we just forget it. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I was going to say, oh, I should say like he's a blank astrological sign, but I don't even know. Do you know what Jack is? Okay. It's not Pisces. It's not Aquarius. It's the one before that. Or is it Aquarius? Is it Capricorn? Oh, it could be Capricorn. No, I think I'm Aquarius. Aquarius. Because I think Capricorn. Aquarius. Okay. I know my first husband was a Capricorn. Jonah's pointing at himself. You're a Capricorn. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think Capricorn. Is your birthday? Uh, it's your birthday. No, <laughs> his birthday was a couple weeks ago, January 6th. Yeah. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah. That's in the window. That's in that astrological monthly window. <laughs> so yeah. So obviously I've got a lot of uh, insight about him or uh, we have a lot of insight about their personalities as far as the stars dictate, but, but yeah, it's always fun to, you know, it's always fun to have a birthday with kids. You know, they just, they, they'll celebrate for any reason. As long as there's cake involved, they are just you know, so then the question, game. so bake or boughten? Um, what? The, the cake. Did you, did you, um, did you buy it or oh, did you bake it? Oh, you're going to bake one. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we're going to bake one, but, but you know, it's going to be a cake mix, um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, mm -hmm. it was funny. I was, I think I was hearing, reading some story about cake mixes once, but, um, back when they were invented, like say in the fifties or whatever, mm -hmm. like they basically could give you a cake mix without you having to add anything, but women didn't want that. They wanted to kind of have like a patina of being homemade. Oh. So like, you know, so you had to add eggs and some water and, um, oil, oil. I guess, you uh -huh. know? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, so I mean, maybe, the, maybe you always had to add something, but they definitely like put in a couple steps more to make it feel like, you know, you weren't totally shirking your responsibilities. Oh, interesting. Interesting. It's funny because when I, I, when I was big, so I, I bake the cake from scratch and um, mainly because it's so incredibly tasty. So um, I don't want to sacrifice that. And and I think it was John, my seven-year-old said to me, mom, you know, I've heard that some people make cakes from boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, John, come on over to the dark side with me. Well, so the funny thing is, is I, I agree with you, but the thing about baking it from scratch, um, mm -hmm. there's two things. First of all, in Colorado, the altitude thing. I mean, I know the general conversion, you add like a little bit more flour for every cup, mm -hmm. but um, but it's it's just such a crapshoot, you know, unless I've made it before, I, I get nervous that it's just completely going to be so dry and you know, you're just going to have to dump a gallon of ice cream on it to eat it. Um, and then the second thing is that I did bake a cake once from scratch when we lived in an even higher altitude in Santa Fe. Uh -huh. And, um, and I was so proud and I, this frosting, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the frosting was so good. And I was just like, oh, isn't this frosting so good? Grant's response in his typical monotone voice. I don't really like frosting that much. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I'm glad I just spent like five hours making this thing. So, you know. And how much butter, how many sticks of butter? I mean, that's like, you know, $2 oh, worth of frosting or something. so long ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it, it tastes, it was very, very decadent. Let so, me tell you that. So, so wait, so he. Anyway, we'll go with. No, but wait, he doesn't like, so what is, he has a cake without frosting? Like you make him like a bundt well, cake or something? Frosting on it. You know, like they're frosting people and then they're non-frosting people, mm. you know, I- and the frosting people are the kind of people that like eat your, you know, if you're a non-frosting person, they'll eat the frosting yeah. off your plate, you're, right? You're talking, you know to one of, they- you're talking to one of those people right now. You realize that, right? Yeah. 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 That, that's something we actually have in common, believe it or not. <laughs> um, so, uh. So, I mean, it's not like he, like, you know, eschews frosting. Is that a good word, Sarah? Eschews? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Eschews. Um, uh-huh. Eschews. Oh. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. Oh. I'm good at typing it. Because it, it's spelled C-H-E-W, E-S-C-H-E-W. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't say the C-H? Uh, well, it's like school. <laughs> uh-huh. our... Oh, got the K. Okay. Use. Okay, Good. I believe you. I believe you. I, I have never really said it out loud. So no, I was impressed though. Those. I was impressed that you used that word. And the only reason why I know is because I've looked it up before because I too wondered about how to pronounce it. So. Okay, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah. Anyway, so it's not like excuse frosting. It's just not like he, you know, he's not a pass over your plate kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. And then ours, our cake got second life. We ate half of the cake on Sunday, Jack's birthday. And then Monday was the twins' half birthday, and we had half a cake. So, Oh, cute. <laughs> it was and very... what, what flavor did you make? Well, so I make the same cake every time. So, see, that would sort of get by your get around your, you know, you don't know how it will turn out rule. I just bake the same cake yeah. for every birthday. And it's this, oh, it's such a flavorful um, white cake with, um, tro- yeah, I know I tried, uh, how about this white cake there? I said it more right. normally white. And, um, then it has chocolate buttercream frosting and talk about tasty frosting. Oh my goodness. So, um, wow. yeah. And it uses, um, a couple ingredients I don't keep around all the time, like buttermilk in the cake and then evaporated milk in the frosting. So then I'm always like, oh, I should really just bake a second one so that I can use up the <laughs> excess ingredients. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So that's what I need to have around is a, is a nice big cake that I love. So, you know, when I'm in the middle of the day and I need, I need a little pick me up, I can just go have a slab, right? Go have a hunk. Right. With some milk hunk though. Of cake. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, um, so I think now that we've talked about cake for what, oh, I don't know, close to 10 minutes, maybe we, um, jump into the bulk of our program and about what we're going to talk about that it, it this is the talking about the weather part two um the last time we got so involved in talking about extreme cold and snow that we never got around to the other wintry types of weather rain and wind so um you know what and i was thinking like oh i was trying to think of a new um forecaster because i always i mean al roker is always my go-to like we're going al roker mm-hmm. we're going out all Al Roker on you. Uh-huh. Um, but then I was thinking about Sam Champion. Do you know who he is? I do not know he's Sam Champion. He's kind Jack. of that plasticky, you know, he seems like, I don't know that he's had, you know, any work done, but mm-hmm. he's definitely got that kind of Ken from Ken and Barbie, like facade. Yes. Um, and he used to be just on the, um, just on the, like the East coast. Like when I lived in New York, he was the weatherman, oh. but now he's getting a break. I mean, I think he's on GMA. All yeah, the I time. know. Good morning, now America. I know exactly who you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. He looks um, a little bit like a clothing designer that now he looks, it's not Bill Blass. He looks like a clothing designer. Anyway, um, I know exactly who you're talking about. And yes, yes. 
So we're we, going all Sam Champion on you again. So we're going. All, so here we go. Yes. So, um, but I think first we need to recount our um, latest uh, run-ins, literally, with ice, Timothy, because I'm still laughing about that one. I'm sorry <laughs> that that. Um, oh, the, the wipeout and SLC. Yeah. Let's just, let's just do that whole thing in abbreviations. <laughs> so an SLC. What does that mean? That Salt means, Lake City. Yeah. Um, oh, I I'm still reliving it like physically, you know, I'm still a little beat up, I gotta say. So, so yeah, so tell the story. Yeah. So we were at a um, trade show in Salt Lake city and, um, the flights were all delayed because it was, um, there was inversion plus freezing rain. And so, um, we got, we, I'll make it, um, the, the, you know, Royal, we got a little confused about, um, what time flights were, and so then, um, so we were running down the sidewalk to get to the rental car to drive to the airport. We're running. And of course, you're used to running at altitude. So you're like 30 feet ahead of me. And we're in our regular clothes. And the sidewalks, we were okay on the sidewalks because they'd been salted. And then we turned to go into the parking lot where the rental car is. <laughs> and I swear, I don't remember anything except the next second being on my butt. And then you being 30 feet ahead of me, looking like a giant spider, just splayed across the ice <laughs> and you yelling out, are you okay, Sarah? <laughs> and then one second I thought, oh, I must have fallen really hard because why is she worried about me? <laughs> well, the, so the way that I saw it turn around, I mean, we both bit it really hard yeah. or someone wrote it and turfed it, which I kind of liked. I kind of like that expression. I turfed it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I fell. I mean, my boots are as slick as, you know, the screen on my computer that I'm looking at right now. I mean, there, there is no traction on those fashion yeah. puppies. <laughs> no, no yak tracks on them, shall we say. Yeah. And, um, and I fell so hard and I turned around to see if you saw me and oh. I saw you go down. So I think I went down first and then you went because I definitely saw you fall. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So we just, I mean, that was, that was just simultaneous spillage and it was, and so then I was like, oh, I was the one who thought my flight was, I was going to miss my flight because in, in, well, it's a long story. It's not, and it's not interesting, but anyway, so, um, so I yeah. got to the car, I'm like, come on, Sarah, come on, Sarah, come on, Sarah. And I just, I mean, my whole body, you know, like when you fall so hard, it just kind of echoes through all your bones yeah. and like tendons and, oh, it just ricocheted. Oh. And, um, wow, it was bad. And, and, and I still, I mean, I don't, I, I wrote a post about this. I don't think my toe is broken, but it is still just beat up. And like, I have to wear certain kinds of shoes. And I mean, I have to say if it's not feeling good within a week or so, I might go oh. get an x-ray, but Oh shoot! The problem with stress fractures is if or a small break or a stress fracture is that you typically don't see the break on an X-ray. You just see it after the calcium mm-hmm. has um, Cal- has uh, reformed over it. Mm-hmm. So it's like in six weeks, I will know if I had a stress fracture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm running, <laughs> and it doesn't excuse me, and it doesn't hurt very much when I run. So I mean, I, I'm. I would, you know, there, I've had stress fractures where like, I literally couldn't walk. Uh This isn't that, but it still is a little bit, um, concerning. So we'll see. Oh my gosh. Well then I have to say, cause that was my second fall of the week. Um, and my first one happened, (laughs) my first one happened in frozen fog, which I'm sorry, like, I don't even understand the weather pattern that would make frozen fog happen, but, but, but we had it in Portland and, and I was supposed to run, um, 15 miles that day. And I ran about two and a half and then met up with my pal Ellison and uh, so we had only been running about a half mile together and we turn and we're on the sidewalk because we discerned that the sidewalk was, le- quote unquote, less slippery than the road. And the, I just, my feet went, we were turned to the left, my feet just 
slid out to the right and boom, and I landed hard on my left haunch and on my wrist. <laughs> and, uh, and I tell you, my, the bruise on my, it's my upper thigh, is is as purple today as it was almost two weeks ago. I'm like, wait a minute. Haven't yeah, you I, showed it to me. Yeah, yeah. It's still Remember, that. We were sitting, so we're, at, we're at the trade show and Sarah's like, aren't you excited to see my bruise tonight? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love, you know, seeing all your little acts. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but now because of the fall in SLC, I have a dark purple bruise, but much, much smaller on the, on my bum. So it's a, it's a really good look. I'm rocking it. So, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just be glad it's not bathing suit season. Huh? Or you already got back from Mexico. Otherwise you would probably have like, I don't know. Yeah. You'd have a nice long cover up, huh? Yeah. Either that, or I'd be like using some thick pancake makeup or something. I don't know. It's not, it's so not pretty. <laughs> oh, oh. So anyway, so, but today we're going to talk about, um, uh, winter weather that I'm a little much more familiar with, which is rain. And then also we'll talk about wind, but, um, so did you see on our Facebook page when um, Minnie, who's a darling mother runner who's been keeping us updated on training for her first half marathon using our finish it plan from Train Like a Mother, and that she posts that I'm, I know you know what I'm talking about, Dimity, but it's the every week she posts the photo of her training plan with with smiley face stickers on it, and then she gives us some up- yes. update. It's very cute. Yeah, so, she gives she, she does, and it's one daily. I mean, she gets a, a sticker daily, and it's really cool to see her chart fill out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the kind of sparkly smiley face ones. They're not just any smiley face ones. So then, a couple of weeks ago, she wrote that she had just done her run in the rain for the first time, which I found very hard to believe. But she uh, said her made her feel like a real runner, and to me, I think that's what um, a big part of running in the rain or any crummy weather is is attitude. Do you think that's the case, Tim? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think you just have to say, um, you know, this is my window and this is what, you know, the weather Sam champion has given me today. So I got to make it work. You know, yeah. um, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think we both learned our lesson and, and yesterday I, um, ended up running at the end of the day. I'm lucky enough to be able to switch my schedule a little bit on some days. Um, but yesterday morning was so slick. I mean, I just think slickness is just at this point, especially as we get older, I'm like, not a choice. I do not want to end up biting it, you know, Mm -hmm. and breaking something or really hurting something. But, but beyond that, I mean, if it's lightly snowing, if it's raining, obviously probably not a thunderstorm, but yes, it's attitude. You got to just get out and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you do feel really badass after coming in after a hard run like that. Like, I don't care if your splits are off or whatever. You just feel like I am out here. And even like you look at cars and you're like, yep, that's me. I'm running and you're not. (laughs) Oh, I know. And I love it when I come back and I'm like, oh yeah, all my neighbors see me. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 This is how dedicated I am. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, so yeah, but there are people that just, I mean, I put in run like a mother. One of my favorite things is to run in the rain and, uh, and someone, I remember someone wrote back, really? And I said, well, you know, I like a, I like a nice sprinkle. Do I like a downpour? No, not necessarily. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of races where I've run in the rain and you just kind of have to just, again, get in, get, get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so, but then our, uh, one of our friends, Amanda, who um, is helping us with some marketing stuff for um, another mother runner, um, is so anti-rain. She wrote um, this on her survey for, for um, take it from a mother and train like a mother. Could I put mother in there a few more times? <laughs> um, so uh, um, so the, the question is, do you consider yourself mentally tough? And her answer is, yes, I ran a marathon while passing kidney stones, which is the truth. And she says, I won't pass 
I won't quit until I pass out unless it's raining. And then I will go to Starbucks and call it a day, <laughs> which I love. So, so what are some things that you do, Sarah, to kind of, I mean, cause you are the rain queen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think the common mistake is to, to overdress cause you think, Oh, I'm going to get wet. I'm going to get cold or something like that. And, oh, that is just the makings of a terrarium to, to overdress. And, and, um, I mean, you know, I don't even wear a jacket because I just, I get so hot when I run and then it just holds all my own personal moisture in. And then there's moisture on the outside and it's just, it just makes for kind of a soggy fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so don't overdress, you know, dress, um, like I, if, if the very few times I've worn a coat in the rain, I'll wear a short sleeve shirt under it, or, or if it's a little chilly, I'll wear a short sleeve shirt and since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com AMR. That's BarkBox.com AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR. Arm warmers, because then at least I have kind of, I could take, I can pull the arm warmers off through the sleeve of the jacket. But I mean, even like my pal Molly, when she runs, she'll wear a, starts out wearing a jacket, but then she invariably takes it off after like a mile. And she's usually wearing a short sleeve shirt under that. So, and then, you know, if it's a race, you know, obviously when you stand around the starting crowd, you're going to get pretty wet. So just, you know, pack a hefty bag or use the, you know, I don't know, bag from the hotel that you're supposed to put your dry cleaning in or whatever to stay dry, dry ish that way. Um, instead mm-hmm. of a coat. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you yeah, know, I mean, that's, yeah, the, the thing, the thing is you don't want to get cold and then before you're running, that's, mm-hmm. that's the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause then, but the thing is, is 
once you're once you get soaked, you can't get any wetter. Like new raindrops will hit you, but they just sort of join the other ones. Like you reach a saturation point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can't you can't go anymore. Yeah, there's only a hundred percent moisture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't know our math very well, but we're at a hundred percent saturation. So yeah. And then, you know, I've said it a hundred times, but wear a brimmed baseball hat because that's gonna I find that if I don't feel the rain on my face, then it seems like it's not raining as hard. So, um, that's, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. And even, I mean, so that it, rain, it rained, um, pretty hard for the whole New York city marathon when I ran it back in, Oh, you know, 1997. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had a friend, um, with some dry socks. I can't remember what mile somewhere around like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, what's the point of putting them on? Because literally within, you know, a quarter of a mile, they're just going to be as wet as the ones that I have on. And it's just a pain in the butt to, you know, oh, to take them off and wring them out. And off. also your shoes are wet. So, I mean, cause, um, yeah. so Molly and I, um, are, we're training for the Vancouver marathon on May 5th. And so on two yesterday morning, we ran together and it was raining moderately hard when we started and we had to do between seven and eight miles. And I had not worn, I do have a pair of waterproof running shoes and I hadn't worn them cause I'd worn them the day before and they weren't dried out yet. So, um, and I stepped in a puddle, like I was, or a pothole and I was like, oh, doe. And it was about halfway and I was only really uncomfortable for maybe, I don't know, a quarter mile or something. And then it sort of, I don't know, evened out or something. Kind of just gets squeegeed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, When I did that half marathon um, last in September of 2012, um, the bear chase, it was called, and it was in Colorado. And there was, um, unbeknownst to me until I got there, um, there were two or three stream crossings. And I've, oh. I've never really done a stream crossing in a race. I felt all, you know, badass and adventure racer. And, um, and, and I was like, oh, I'm really going to hate my feet being wet. But yeah, within, you know, I, yeah, I think like half a mile or so, you kind of just, it all kind of, it, it dries out considerably, especially if you're wearing, um, you know, synthetic or wool socks and you're, and you're not and your shoes are, you know, the majority of them are mesh. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I mean, I, cause I remember thinking consciously several times during the rest of that run, I was like, Oh, that right foot of mine doesn't bother me with, it doesn't feel extra wet. It doesn't feel any more yucky than the left one does. But, um, Oh, I mean, we felt seriously, you know, badass when we got back from that, we ran, um, turned out to be seven and a half miles and we had to, um, we're following the own it plan, the marathon own it plan from train like a mother. And, uh, so we had to throw in there six times three and a half minutes at zone three or four. So in, in other words, we just picked it up six times for roughly, you know, three to four minutes. And, um, you know, it's just like to the combination of intervals and rain, you know, I was definitely strutting my stuff when I got back. So, but yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no better high, right? Yeah. Even, even in the state of, of where in Colorado where marijuana is legal, right? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so that's, that's a great, you know, so, so, that, so, so go out in the rain unless it's thundering and lightning and then, you know, and then hit the treadmill or do some push ups or something. Um, but wind, I mean, you, you've said often that wind is the thing that you hate um, the most. And, and I just, I want to just put this out there. So I remember because it's such a good tip that I, I can't forget to, to, to put it out into the universe is um, if you, if you got a windy day and you've got to run, run into the wind first. Yeah. And so if it's, it's a, if it's an out and back, you know, run and say it's a 50 minute out and back run, you know, 27 or 28 minutes into the wind, and then you'll just cruise home. And it's just such a lovely feeling because you're working, working, working. And then all of a sudden you turn around, and you're like, 
oh, you know, this is, this is easy. You know, right. the, the thing that I hate the most about the wind is like when you don't know that you have a tailwind and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm running so fast. And I feel so good. <laughs> and then you turn around, you're like, clunk and just basically like crumple to the path. You're like, yeah. oh, dang it. And now I'm in the, and because you've been feeling so good, you're like, oh, I'll tack on another you right. know, half mile or whatever. Right. And suddenly you're like, I am five strenuous hard miles back to my car or whatever. Yeah, I did yeah. that. Um, yeah. There's this uh, very nice trail that uh, runs parallel to the Columbia River and the airport runways here in Portland. And um so the first time I ever ran on it was I did 10 miles with my friend Julie and we ran, we just headed out and we weren't thinking and, and we were into the wind for five solid miles. I mean, it was so windy. We could barely talk to each other. We could barely hear each other. And then, wow. you know, but then coming back, we were like rock stars and we were flying along and, um, yeah, but, oh, that was a brutal one. And as a result, I it's called um, Marine Drive. I didn't go back to Marine Drive for years because I thought, oh, it's probably always windy there along the Columbia. And I've gone back, and it's one of my favorite places to run because, no, that was a freak windy day there. So, um, so awesome. it, yeah, yeah. But then when we were headed into um, Minneapolis and that uh, to for you to do the 10-miler and me to do the marathon, oh, the plane when I was trying to land was just all over the place. It was a total white knuckle landing with, you know, bumps and, and bucking. And so then when, you know, our friends picked us up and I was like, wind, I didn't consider wind as an option for race day. I was so, so upset. Um, but then what was it? They were telling me, you'd know this. They were like, Oh, don't worry. Once the front blows in, then the, then the wind will die down. I'm like, where are we? What type of weather is that predictable? <laughs> but I guess in the plain state. The tundra. Yeah. Right. The tundra. <laughs> right. So or, or fly over country, yeah. as sometimes we call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um but it it sure enough, there it was not windy on race day. But I think I think the important thing to know about all these variables that we've talked about is, you know, you never know what's gonna get served up to you on race day. And so that yeah. it's important to to practice and be prepared. And so then if you've done a, you know, a couple tr- long training runs in the rain or in the wind or whatever it is, then come race day, if that's what gets, if so, that's what Sam champion serves up to you, then gall dang it. That's what you're going to run in. And, and you'll Way feel- to jump on the Sam champion boat, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I might just, buying in. right. I want to just call him champion though, or champy, you know, in, in homage to, champion. yeah. Yeah. My own nickname. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the thing about it is too, is, I mean, I get so sensitive about the wind. I mean, especially on my bike, mm-hmm. um, cause you know, it really does. I mean, it makes a difference when you're running, but you are just kind of plowing ahead no matter what. I mean, it's, it makes a difference in your speed, but let's be honest. Is it really like, you know, changing things drastically? No, it's just mentally really hard. Yeah. Um, okay. Things that I have to say, because, so I don't forget them. The first one is there's a real tendency when you're running into the wind, especially a strong wind to kind of hunker down, look at your feet, kind of hunch your shoulders, um, just to kind of give yourself a little protection. And, um, and that's like the worst thing to do like form wise. So, I mean, if you can, if you can remember, if you're running into the wind right now, perhaps really keep your eye up ahead, you know, keep your, keep your posture tall and keep your eyes, you know, 20 feet, 30 feet down the road, you know, look ahead. Don't, don't get all turtly on us because that's, (laughs) that's a real natural tendency and it's not going to serve you well at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and then, and then again, like going back to just having the attitude, like this is making me so much stronger and I'm mentally tough because I'm out here is, I mean, gosh, I study the, like 
the branches and the grass and like, you know, sometimes when I'm riding my bike out on like a deserted country road, like a lot of times, um, plastic bags will get stuck in the fences, oh, yeah. you know, for horse stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, which way is it? And how high, hard is it? And which way is it going? And, you know, Grant, um, my, my birthday husband, uh, is really good at like kind of knowing the effect, like, you know, if it's a crosswind, like, forget it. Like, I can't tell if it's going to help me or hurt me, you uh-huh. know, but uh-huh. he's really good at telling like, oh, this will be really good on this diagonal road, but then it'll really, you know, suck when you hang a right or when we hang a right or whatever, where I'm like, if it's at my back, good. If it's at my front, <laughs> bad. But like, you know, anything beyond the, like, in the, in the realm of the 360 degrees, like, don't ask me to analyze that because I can't, uh, I can't cope. Grant is the shades of gray in your house as it is. <laughs> he, he is, he is, yes, yes, um, as you know. And so, um, so this is crazy. I mean, you were in the notes. You talk about the the inaugural Zuma Florida. Yeah, yes. that half marathon in the island. Yeah, so um, so I was talking to Bray, the founder, yesterday on the phone, and so I was like, "Hey, how'd the how'd that race go?" And she said that it was so windy that that they weren't able to put up that inflatable finish arch, but that it's a point to point race, and the wind was at the racers' back the entire way. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that sounds awesome. Doesn't oh, it? Yeah. That's a PR if I ever wanted to own one. Right, flat Florida, wind at your back. Oh, that's, I know. That's awesome. Oh, I know. It would be like on a being on a conveyor belt or something. It would be awesome. Um, yeah, and you talking about you know watching the the plastic bags blowing against the fence or whatever. I definitely you know I think there's some beauty to be found in in unusual weather. You know, you know maybe this is a Portlander talking, but you know just sun beating down on the the landscape. It's like ho hum, but. You know, like the other morning I went past this, um, I don't know, maybe it was a Japanese maple or something like that, and it stopped raining, but there were just raindrops just all over the little spindly branches, and the street light was shining down on it just so, and it almost looked like it was just covered in crystal or something. It was it was really beautiful, and and um, and even that freezing fog, it was very beautiful. It it had um, you know made all the like ferns and spider webs and everything like that just covered in kind of fairy frost almost. So it was it was very beautiful. Um, I, I really that's a great. I mean, I often think of Portland. And I just think ferns. You guys just have like ferns out the wazoo there. I mean, coming from Denver, where there are like you know whole developments that don't have trees, let alone a fern. You know, I mean, it's just like I just feel like I remember running on that. What's that one path that I ran yeah, on once? Wildwood. You were, you mm-hmm. yeah. Wildwood. Yeah, and I was just like. I am like in a gnome central, like, I just felt like I was, I'd been transported to like a fairy tale. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You expect some elves to come out or something. And, uh, yeah, that's funny because there's this one tree, uh, near our house. Cause ferns grow in trees, like 20 feet up because if there's like a little, you know, decomposing tree material up there, I don't know how, but the fern spores or whatever will get up there and take purchase. And um, so, you know, you'll see ferns growing way, way, way up in the, you know, branches of trees. And there's this one tree that we drive past a lot, and it has ferns growing in the notch of the tree about 10 feet up. And then someone's also planted daffodils right there. <laughs> so, oh, cute. So, it's so darling. And so um, so in, this, in about a month, it'll be so beautiful with the ferns and the daffodils. And daffodils are my favorite flower. And... <laughs> And the kids even know it so much. And just this week, John said, Mom, I know what your favorite tree is. It's that one that has ferns and daffodils in it. And I'm like, yes, it is. 
<laughs> John, he's 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 a just a, a container of knowledge this week. Cakes and boxes, favorite trees, like dude, that that kid's going places. He is, he is. Um, he is. I, I, I'm not mocking John. I'm just. You know, oh, I know. Oh, I know. You're. I know you love John and all his um, wacky energy. So no, 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 no offense taken. And it's funny though you saying about the ferns. Um, is that uh, I read somewhere that when the um, makers of the TV show Grimm, which is filmed here in Portland, when it debuted, oh. they showed it. They screened. That totally reminds me of Portland. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. but that that is exactly what I think of when I think of Portland. Yeah, yeah go on. Sorry. Yeah, so they um so they screened it in Los Angeles, and I guess all the Los Angelinos were like, "Oh, that was amazing! The way you coated all the trees with moss and ferns that must have added so much to the you know your bottom line." And <laughs> the directors were like. No, um, those are natural. That's the way trees really look here. And uh, Portland for you. Yeah, on Saturday when Molly and I were running, we were running up on Leaf Erickson, which is a very popular fire road here. And, you know, it was raining and there was some mud and, you know, it could have been seen as dreary. But a couple of times I was like, Molly, it is so beautiful and green here. And we were like, yep, you know, it really is um it is beauty. So I think. So I think we have to close. But I think maybe that's it. That, you know that there's 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 beauty in all landscapes and weather. And so don't don't curse them, but find the beauty in them. How about that? Um, oh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And now we'll read a little bit of you know from the Dalai Lama. Yeah. And well, then we'll get into child pose. And uh, well, and yesterday was the 50th anniversary of the death of Robert Robert Frost. So we could you know quote some Robert Frost about you know wintry paths and you know why don't you do that <laughs> do, you, do you have something on the on the tip of your tongue because i know i certainly i can't i can't pull any robert frost out of my brain right now why yes actually i do dimity let me let me quote um a couple stanzas of stopping by woods on a snowy evening whose woods these are i think i know his house is in the village though he will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow my little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near between the woods and frozen lake the darkest evening of the year. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so I think we all Very have... Very nice. Yeah, we all have miles to go before we sleep, don't we? So... Uh, we do. <laughs> um, so anyway, if God you, willing, right? Yeah. So I think I think we won't post any Robert Frost on our Facebook page, but there's always lots of questions and conversation going there. So look for us at Run Like a Mother, the book on Facebook, on our website, anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter, we have three handles at the Mother Runner, at SBS on the Run, and at Dimity on the Run. And perhaps most importantly, check out our books on Amazon.com, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother. Thanks and many happy miles, no matter what the weather. Yeah.